The Feminist Coach Academy podcast is proudly supported by Perk Digital, helping professional and entrepreneurial women amplify their message, build their body of work, and leave a legacy through podcasts. For more information about how podcasts can help you build your brand, visit perkdigital.com.au. Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are feminist life and biz coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals, practitioners, and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now let's get started. Hello, welcome to the podcast. Oh my goodness, can you believe that we have made it this far into the year in a pandemic? My goodness, just wanted to acknowledge that, you know, what a year it has been on so many levels. Not all bad, of course. I mean, there's some very necessary things happening, you know, with Black Lives Matter and the uprisings. So there's definitely some positive things happening and there's just a lot of like structural changes, right? This is a big year for structural change on many different levels. And I know it's a tough year for so many people and all of us to some degree, right? And I'm thinking of you wherever you are and however much you're dealing with. And, you know, with COVID and everything, I don't know what it's like where you are right now as this podcast comes out. But whatever situation you're in, I'm thinking of you. And I'm in California. And we're still dealing basically with lockdown since March. And yeah, I mean, we, we, you know, can't go indoors and do indoor things, really. There's some loosening of restrictions in certain places, but really most of the state is still in kind of a restricted lockdown mode. And for good reason, because we're still, we have very high numbers, although they, it's not increasing anymore, at least at the time of me recording this podcast. Anyway, I've just kind of gotten used to this new normal. But I hope that it isn't a new normal. We definitely need to be putting better, taking better precautions and putting better measures in place and having a better uh, leadership, <laughs> political leadership. And so I really hope that we get that this year. Anyway, that's not what this episode is about, but I just wanted to sort of acknowledge that. I don't acknowledge it on every episode, but I just know I am thinking of you. So, but this episode is actually about gender, and I thought it would be a great episode to put out there because my class in the Feminist Coach Theory Certification Training in the September 2020 intake is coming up soon. And my class is all about undoing gender and moving beyond the gender binary. I have a background, a bachelor's in gender studies. I have a master's in anthropology and social change. And 
I've been studying gender for so long. It's just been a subject I've been really passionate about. And I really studied it so much, partly because of my own experience, just with never really fitting into the gender system in many ways. And in some ways, yes, I mean, I've always been very fluid. And I identify as non-binary now. I haven't always because that term hasn't always, um, it's, you know, it's a relatively new term, right? And so I haven't always identified that way. But as soon as it started becoming more widely used, I started owning it more. I was like, yes, that is who I am. But even before that, I knew that I didn't really have a gender identity. And I mean, I still don't because that's what non-binary is. Yeah. Anyways, so part of this is my interest in this is my personal experience with gender my whole life, just never really understanding why we have gender, (laughs) what is going on. It just feels so limiting, you know, and really, really not liking even from a very young age. I really didn't like the gender socialization, the gender boxes and that boys were you know, could do this and girls could do this and that they they had to be different things. You know, it was just, just never understood that. And I think that's how we kind of naturally are. It's like, I mean, some of us kind of question it more than others, but I think, you know, I mean, we're not born into this world being like, yeah, gender boxes. <laughs> they are definitely placed upon us. So anyway, that is what I talk about in my class. I talk, I go over gender socialization And I do it from a queer feminist postmodern perspective, which is what I have studied and my background and a little bit of an anthropological perspective as well. And so if you are in our training, then you can look forward to that. If you're not in our training, you can actually enroll now for our next intake, our March 2021 intake. You can enroll now for that. The price might increase once 2021 comes around. So if you're ready to save your spot, then go ahead and enroll and you will get access to my class in March. So this episode is one that I did on my own personal podcast a while ago. And it is about how gender is a performance and talking about Judith Butler's theory of gender performativity. If you don't know Judith Butler, that's totally fine. In this episode, you will get to know her better. I go over who she is and her theory of gender performativity. And I have chosen to repurpose this episode for the FCA because one, this is actually one of my most popular episodes on my individual podcast, which I'm not doing anymore. I'm full-time doing FCA podcasts now. But when I did have my individual podcast, this was one of my most popular episodes. And I'm so thrilled that it is or that it was and continues to be. And I have no idea why. (laughs) I mean, I'm thrilled that people are interested in learning about how gender is a performance. It really shows that people's interest level, right? In the Feminist Coach Academy, we share with you feminist books that we have read that we recommend. And we have a reading list in the FCA that we share with you our own reading list, also books that have been recommended by our teachers as well. 
and I have studied gender studies in college. And so what we love to do in the Feminist Coach Academy is we love to teach you the theory, feminist theory, right? And then help you put that into action in your business, in your practice, with your clients, and in your everyday life and with yourself, right? For your own liberation. And so that's what I'm going to do on today's episode. I'm going to take Judith Butler's theory of gender performativity. I'm going to break it down for you. And I'm going to help you unpack this and understand gender on a deeper level. So I go over all of this more in my class in the FCA. So this is a great episode to listen to in preparation for my class in the FCA. If you are in the FCA or you're thinking about joining, this is a great episode to um, in preparation of that. And let's get to today's episode. So today is all about Judith Butler and her theory that gender is a performance. I have to say, I'm very excited to talk about Judith Butler because I adore her, but I'm also a little bit nervous because her work is not the most accessible. And I'm going to try very hard to make it make sense to you, to, (laughs) to make it more accessible You know, it's not to say that you aren't smart enough to understand it, but she just, you know, is one of those writers, academic writers that you have to read her work multiple times to really understand. And I had to, I've been studying her since undergrad and I still have to reread her sentences over and over again. And you know, she's been highly criticized of writing in a way that's not accessible. But, you know, so many people that we read in academia are do not write in an, in, in an accessible way. So she's certainly not the only one. I mean, Karl Marx, for example, one of the most difficult writers I have ever, you know, read. But I think one of the reasons that we find certain people certain writers more difficult than others is how much we are interested in what they are writing about. Gender is my passion, right? So I think because I've been so interested and passionate about gender stuff for most of my life, that that has allowed me to understand Judith Butler's work better. You know, I think that I can understand it a little bit better. And because I do take the time to really uh, dive into what she's saying, because I know that what she's saying is in alignment with what I believe. So I have to thank my professor in undergrad, Carolyn Johnston. She was my mentor and my professor of women and gender studies And she was the one that introduced me to Judith Butler's work. Based on what I was writing about in my essays, Carolyn Johnston was like, Cameron, you have 
to read Judith Butler. Let's do an independent study together and we'll call it feminist theory. You've got to read Foucault. You've got to read Butler. You've got to read all these other people. (laughs) And so I said, okay, sure. And so we did an independent study and she assigned all of this reading to me (laughs) that I was to do in like two months. And I did it. I did it all. I read all of The Second Sex by Simone de Beauvoir. Um, and you know, if you read it, it's a really long book. It's over a thousand pages. And it's not the easiest either. Um, uh, she's not as difficult as Judith Butler to read, but you know, it's not like this is easy text, right? But I bring up Simone de Beauvoir because Judith Butler was actually influenced by Simone de Beauvoir. And so Judith Butler's theory around gender really stems from Simone de Beauvoir. And when Simone de Beauvoir wrote, one is not born a woman, one becomes one. That's kind of her famous quote. And that's really what her book is kind of about. And that really inspired Butler to explore that more and to come up with this theory of gender performativity. So I will get into that, but I just want to really quickly introduce Judith Butler. She is a philosopher and a feminist gender theorist, and she's been a professor at Berkeley, sorry, University of California at Berkeley for a long time. I don't think she's teaching there anymore. I think she went somewhere else. I'm not entirely sure. But she has, she teaches um, at the college level, and she's written a lot of philosophical books. The two books that I recommend reading, if you're interested in reading her, and you haven't read her already, if you've already read her, then great, awesome, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, the two books I recommend that have to do specifically with gender are Gender Trouble and Undoing Gender. The essential book is Gender Trouble. And go through it slowly, you know, take your time, let yourself really digest it. But that's the book to read if you want to read more of her work. So when I first read Judith Butler, I was like, oh my god, yes, 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 this is it. This is what this is like what I believe about gender as well. Oh my God, it was just such a breath of fresh air. And so I couldn't stop reading her, even though there were parts that I really did not understand. And I'm sure there still are. (laughs) I was really excited about her from the beginning, and I'm still excited about her. I reread her work again when I was in grad school. And I fell in love with her and her work all over again. And it did reaffirm all of my beliefs about gender. Judith Butler's theory, Gender is a Performance, is based off of Simone de Beauvoir's One is Not Born a Woman, One Becomes One. So if we break that down to, you know, are we born a woman? Well, we know that gender is placed upon us at birth and often before birth. You know, we are often gendered before we even come into this world. You know, are you going to have a boy or are you going to have a girl, right? And so 
when we come into the world, it's like, oh, it's a girl or oh, it's a boy. So we are gendered immediately. And so, but it's not just that, right? It's not just that we are labeled a gender, but there are all of these expectations and norms that are placed upon us based on the gender that was assigned to us. So if we were assigned female, there are all of these norms and certain ways of acting and certain ways of being that are expected of us because we're labeled female or girl or woman, right? We are expected to turn into a woman and there are all of these acts that we need to perform in order to do that. So that's really, and if you think about it, like it's this gender is this performance. We perform femininity. We perform masculinity, right? We perform these certain ideas that we have about what femininity is and what masculinity is and who should be performing femininity. Well, women, right? That's what the gender binary patriarchal world says. Women need to be performing womanhood and femininity and men need to be performing manhood and masculinity. And so there is this performance. It's from the way that we act and treat one another from the way that we talk, right? From the way that we move our body and walk in the world and, or from the way that we look, right? And what we do to our appearance and all of these repetitive acts And that's really what Butler means by gender is a performance. It's a performative repetition of acts that are associated with the gender that was placed upon us, either at birth or before birth. In the book Gender Trouble, Judith Butler uses the example of drag, right? Like drag king or drag queen of drag to really make it clear to us how gender is a performance, right? So through drag, there is this performance of femininity or masculinity or a different gender from the one that was placed upon you or expected of you, right? And we can see that when men do drag or when women do drag performance, right? So that performance is a very clear example that gender is a construct and it is a performance. Now, we're not all performing on a stage, but we are performing in our everyday lives with one another. There are so many ways that we hold each other to certain expectations based on whether we perceive someone as a woman or a man. So much of it isn't even conscious because this gender stuff is really embedded in us from such a young age. So Butler has this quote that says, gender is a construction that is performed, produced, and sustains binary genders as cultural fictions. Now, I know like that's 
a really pretty sentence, but like, what does it mean? <laughs> what does that really mean? There's a lot of big words there that sound nice, but what the hell does that mean? <laughs> so gender is this construction, right? We've constructed it, we've made it up, and it gets performed and produced day in and day out, right? We can see it being performed in politics, in our everyday life, in our parenting, in our relationships, in, you know, who holds power in our relationships, who holds power in the White House, who holds power in Hollywood, right? What are the representations of men and women? How are men and women acting? But the very idea of a woman and a man is a construct, right? And so this construct and this performance, it really keeps the gender binary in place, even though it's not real, even though gender is actually a fiction. So that's, so that's one of Butler's main points in gender trouble is that gender is a fiction. It's not real. But it's real in the sense that we've made it up, we've made it to be a thing, and we've constructed a whole system around it from these two genders, right? Male, female. And the system includes all of these different expectations and norms, which are the performances that we are at, that is asked of us in our everyday life. And, you know, in terms of it being a performance, it's like society is our audience, right? Are we performing our femininity, our womanhood, our masculinity, our manhood to the rest of society, including our families, right? On an everyday basis. I mean, we can see this with you know, well, this is what it means to be a man and you just got to man up and this is what men do or I got to be a good wife, right? So when people say stuff like that, that's a very clear indication that we're performing gender. We're performing this expectation of what it means to be a woman and a man. But none of that is real in the sense that it's who we really are. Because when we come into this world, gender is slapped onto us without our consent. So it's this thing that we've constructed and we've created a whole system around to keep this binary gender in place for the sake of power, really. That's what oppression does. It's all about power. So gender is a cultural fiction. It's really this thing that we've created ourselves and that we sustain. We sustain it when we don't question it. We sustain it when we hold people to certain gender expectations and norms. We sustain it when the police target people who are gender nonconforming. We sustain it when we say, we sustain it when we tell a man that he shouldn't wear that pink blouse because he'll look like a girl. Or when we tell young boys that they should cut their hair because they look like girls. You know, we're sustaining that oppressive gender binary when we say stuff like that and believe stuff like that, right? Believe 
that about gender, right? Those are the everyday performances. It's through the language that we use to communicate with one another, but also through our bodies, the way that we are moving our bodies, body language, the way that we feel in our bodies too. Do you want to learn how to integrate an inclusive feminist praxis into your work, your business, with your clients, yourself, your everyday life, and get certified in feminist coach theory? Then we invite you to join our certification training. We are now accepting enrollment for our March 2021 intake. Go to Feminist Coach Academy Courses dot com to check it out and to enroll for our March 2021 intake. If this feels right to you, then we would love to have you. Hope to see you in our community. For someone who's been taught to perform masculinity, um, whatever that means, right? And if it's toxic, well, that's toxic to the body. And I'm not sure if Butler ever really covered this part, but this is sort of my um, add-on here is that we feel that in our body. So if, for example, I'm performing some kind of toxic masculinity, I'm feeling that in my body, right? That's affecting how I feel in my body. You know, if I'm performing violence, for example, I'm going to feel that in my body and it's not going to feel good. (laughs) So our bodies are also connected to this performance of gender. So is this blowing your mind? (laughs) Hopefully you're with me so far. If this is completely new to you, then it's probably going to blow your mind. And if this is too much for you to conceptualize, it doesn't mean you're not smart it's just a lot in, and it's, it's very deep philosophical understanding. So feel free to take a break, come back. So this is very theoretical, heavy stuff. I'm, I am trying to break it down to the physical and give you some real examples of how this looks in our everyday life. So Butler talks about this idea of true or false genders and how there is no such thing as a true or false gender. So what does that mean? Okay, so in a patriarchal gender binary world, basically the only genders that we consider to be true and original are male-female, right? Man-woman. And whenever someone kind of fucks with that and they play around with that, we sort of consider that a false gender in a way. And I don't know that I'm explaining this the way that Butler meant it, but this is how I interpret it. And Butler has this quote that says, gender is a kind of imitation for which there is no original. Okay, so what the hell? Let me just, let me just repeat it and then I'll explain. Gender is a kind of imitation for which there is no original. Say what? Okay. (laughs) 
basically we have treated two binary genders as original. Original meaning this is the essence of who you are. These are the true genders. This is the truly who you are. You are either a man or a woman. And that's the like original copy of being a human is your womanness or your manness. But Butler is challenging that and saying, actually, no, there is no original copy, no original gender. This idea or belief that there are only women and men and that somehow our womanhood and our manhood define who we are as human beings and are part of our essence. No, that's false. That's not actually true. And gender itself as a construct is an imitation showing us that there is no original. So gender in itself is a performance. It in itself is a construct that shows us that there is no originality of gender. There's no like, well, it's really what it is. Is it man or it's women? Well, no, no, it's not. And we can see that, that there isn't this originality of human, like man or woman, because we can point out the performance of it all. We can point out how it's been constructed. And we have plenty of people in society who have been fucking with gender and showing us in plain sight, not just with appearance, but in all kinds of ways that, hey, this gender stuff, yeah, it's not exactly the way that we've been taught. It's not that binary. In fact, it's really not binary at all, even for those that identify as cisgender, which Butler doesn't get into, but I just want to make that side note is that being cisgender is not an original copy of the human. It's not this original gender. We're all constructed a gender. We've all been placed in these gender boxes. And some of us have questioned it and some of us haven't. And some of us have questioned it a little bit and pieces here and pieces there, but maybe not a ton of it. But we've all experienced this system being placed upon us, and we've all been expected to perform in the system. We've all been given an act to play. You know, whether that's, well, you gotta dress up in your dress and wear the lipstick. Well, you gotta be a good girl. You gotta be a nice girl. Well, you got to show up and be a man for your family and provide, right? Like these are just some of the many, many everyday examples of how we perform gender and how we sustain it by expecting it from other people. And we reinforce it with each other. Well, you got to be a man, bro. Come on, (laughs) man up. That's reinforcing gender. So I hope that's making a little bit more sense. Okay, so the other groundbreaking thing that Butler said is that sex is as culturally constructed as gender. 
So we think of gender as man, woman, masculine, feminine, and we think of sex as male, female. But Butler actually says, no, actually, they're the same. We've been treating them as the same. You know, we've constructed them really the same way. And we've been taught that sex is natural, but that gender is socially constructed, right? And so many of us teach this. We don't go beyond. We're like, no, no, let's separate this stuff out. Well, it really is not that simple. You can't completely separate gender from sex. They're kind of the same thing. What we think of as female is also what we've been thinking of as woman and what we think of as male. And and what we think of as female and male, well, what does that even mean? So yes, there are these anatomical differences, but we've also constructed our anatomy into these binary categories. And gender is questioning that. Just saying, hey, look, look, we've constructed sex as well. Our idea of sex as like the natural part of being human, well, that is a social construct too. So this binary model has also been placed on our body. Well, this is what a female is and this is what a male is. And for anybody that doesn't fit that, well, then we kind of reconstruct their bodies to fit into one of those, or we put them on hormones for the rest of their life, or we, you know, put them in one of the categories. But Butler points out that the body itself is a construction. It's a construction, right? So we as a society have agreed that, well, this is what makes up a female well, these are the parts that we think are female. We're going to, we're going to call that female. And then these parts over here, we're going to call male. But there are people's bodies who don't completely fit into that. So then it's like, well, what do you do? That's what our society has basically been like. Well, you can only be one or the other. So that the idea that sex is socially constructed is seems to be a really challenging one for a lot of people to consider. And if it's challenging for you, I want you to ask yourself why. So often, I think we don't understand why we want to preserve these rigid beliefs about gender you know, and that is my question to people who do feel triggered by this, who do, who are trying to defend it, you know, and say, but there are two genders, what do you mean? But there are male and female, what do you mean? I guess my question is, why would we want there to be? You know, why would we want to preserve that belief? Instead of kind of moving beyond it and really making space for a variety of bodies and identities and letting people be their whole selves. So there's more I could get into around sex as a construct. There are other theorists and feminist scientists who have explored this further But I'm not going to go into that on this episode. 
Butler doesn't get too much into that, but she more questions it on a purely philosophical level. And oh my gosh, there's so much more that she questions as well and talks about. I mean, her writing is rich. It is every, I swear, every sentence could be an essay on its own. (laughs) I don't know if that's turning you away from her, if you don't already know her or not. (laughs) But I do recommend getting familiar with her work. And even if you've already read it, I encourage you to go back and reread it and see what you think about it and see if you can understand it in a different way and um, and see what it brings up for you. I know for me, as a queer feminist, I ate Judith Butler's words like they were chocolate. <laughs> I just couldn't get enough. And, and her writing has been so influential for me in the work that I do with gender. And my goal and my desire is really to take these theoretical ideas, these theoretical concepts, and to make them practical, to help people understand them on a practical level, and to begin to see how they are embedded in our everyday life and what we can do about it, right? Like how we can make these shifts to kind of undo gender, right? To unlearn these gender norms and to get outside of the gender binary and to not reinforce it anymore. So how can we do that on an everyday level? And I have shared ways to do that on this podcast. And I do do that in my one-on-one gender consulting sessions. But I just want you to know that I don't want you to get stuck on the theoretical and to get stuck in your head about this stuff, but I really want to bring it home for you into your everyday life. So I hope that through my examples, I have done that a little bit with you today. So I'm going to stop there, but I wanted to introduce you, if you aren't already familiar with Judith Butler, I wanted to introduce you to one of the major influencers on my life and my work and someone that I, you know how you just like, you have your the, your favorite authors whose books you just like, you keep coming back to, or when you think of them, you're just like, ah, yes, I'm so glad they exist in the world. And wow, they really made this important contribution to the world through their writing, through their ideas, through their creativity. That's how I think of Judith Butler and everyone that, you know, has influenced me. But it's like, when I think of Judith Butler, she's written something so profound, so groundbreaking, that is really challenging for so many people to understand and even consider and to just be like interested with and engage with. And I think it's amazing. I'm so grateful um, for her contribution and... She hasn't really done it on a practical level, (laughs) but maybe that's my job and somebody else's job and other people's jobs, you know? And, and so I wanted to introduce you to her. 
I would love to hear what you think about this episode. Was it challenging for you? Did you understand gender more? Was it, did it blow your mind? Has it been profound for you? Are you having lots of questions? I'd love to hear any of your thoughts and what you're getting out of today's episode. So let me know on Instagram is the best way to let me know. So just send me a DM on Instagram and let's talk. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And if you're interested in our certification training and getting certified in feminist coach theory and learning how to integrate an inclusive feminist awareness and analysis of practice into your work with your clients and your business, please go to feministcoachacademycourses.com to learn all about our certification training and to enroll now for our next intake. We are accepting enrollments for our next intake and we would love to have you join us. Also go to our website, feministcoachacademy.com to grab more of our free resources and to listen to other podcast episodes. Make sure you are subscribed to our podcast in iTunes or Spotify and that you're following us on social media at Feminist Coach Academy on Instagram and Facebook. And if you love our podcast, we would love it if you would rate and write us a review in iTunes. That would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a joyful rest of your day.